Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Braith Bamkin entrepreneur, speaker, and business owner. Please enjoy Braith Bamkin. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Braith Bamkin, entrepreneur, speaker, business owner, certified marketing professional, and all-around legend. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I did. You did ask me before how you wanted to introduce me, and I did say that. I didn't think you would actually <laughs> say it, though. <laughs> but well, well done. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I have to have the intro to welcome people and that was just the perfect way to wrap it all up so I'm very excited to have an all-around legend here to talk about creativity today I've got to live up to that now (laughs) beautiful thank you well if you wouldn't mind letting our (laughs) listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what you do (laughs) (laughs) Well, currently where I play in the world is I've been the executive director of BNI in Melbourne, in Australia for uh, 15 odd years. BNI is the world's largest professional referral um, networking group. It's an amazing thing. It changed my life. Uh, I also do a lot of keynote speaking and I'm running uh, programs live and in person. I've kind of like done the Zoom thing and now I'm going back to live because People like live, go figure. Human <laughs> connection. Who would have thought? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's exciting that you get to have kind of both experiences know, right? and now coming back in person to to have that yeah, in vivo experience, real oh. life. Yeah. Well, it's the love because you know when you're when you're training and you're presenting on stage, you feed a lot from the energy of the audience yeah. and I love seeing audiences getting light bulb moments and lighting up with stuff that, you know, I can share with them because I just want to help people. Yeah. Well, how did you get into the keynote speaking arena? Well, apparently I know some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. Well, you know, if people can't see me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, I've got a, I'm 60 is only three years away. Put it that way. I'm very proud of being 57. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, I think by this point in your life, if you haven't picked up a few things that are able to be shared, then mm-hmm. what have you been doing all that time? But like I say that every single one of us, no matter who we are and what we're doing, we have something to share with the world. And so often people say, oh, I don't have anything. I've never done anything. Every one of us has a story. Every one of us has something to share. And every one of us can contribute to the planet to lift us up to the next level. And I think that's the whole purpose of being a human. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that idea that 
no matter who you are, what you've done, you've done something that oh. can be shared and Absolutely. someone else will gain something from hearing your story or hearing the things that you've gone through or yeah. the things that you're currently doing or experiencing. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, we're already off topic, but if you ever <laughs> want to help, if you ever want to feel good about yourself, here's the best tip you'll get all day. If you're ever feeling down or flat or woe is me, go and do something nice for somebody else. It could just be something really simple, like uh, giving them a call and sharing, you know, your, something that you've done, uh, a win that you've had or something. The minute you do something nice for somebody else, you change the biochemistry in your body and you actually start to feel good. So if you, if you know, during that, you know, that big pause that we had from 2020, I, you know, that, mm -hmm. that C word we don't talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, you know, I was saying to people all the time, you know, get out of your head and do something for somebody else. You will make a difference to somebody else. Just a simple kind word can really lift people up. And it made people feel good. And I love doing that. Anyway, so I'm already off tangent. I no, to, I love I it. I think, it's, I think <laughs> well, it's it's so part of, it is about, you know, <laughs> contributing and doing things that bring you joy, I think is a creative expression and creative experience. So I'm curious, when you think about creativity, what does it mean to you to be creative? Well, you know, when I first came across your podcast, I was thinking, oh, I'm not creative. I'm a business person. What creativity have I got? And then I realized that I actually have a lot of knowledge and I have an ability to share that knowledge and I can help other people to improve where they're at in their business. And that is a skill and that's really creative. But I, I, I just... I love people being connected. I was a bullied teenager. I was um, tormented at school and I was always left out. And I really did not like that. And as I grew older, I made it my purpose. And at university, I had my, everything changed. I, I lost all the puppy fat and I became, you know, not, not the short little fat kid I was. I'm not sure what I'm actually tall. And, you know, people reacted to me differently and I had a lot of friends and I was very included. And it dawned on me that there are so many people that aren't included in in whatever, in society or community. And it's up to us to make everyone welcome and connected. Mm -hmm. And I have, since my late teens, made an absolute point of making sure everyone feels connected and included because what more could you ask for on, on, life, on the planet? I love it. And, and that experience of being connected can be creative, you know, it creating is connection it is. is, I love it. Highly is create creative. And look, you haven't probably read this in my bio. I probably didn't share this with you, but I'm actually a certified laughter yoga instructor, which you can probably guess because I laugh a lot. And I'm also a breathwork coach. Now I don't do that for yeah. work. Before people ring me and say, can you teach me? I'm like, I've written a book. You can read my book if you want. But uh, I really see that as a creative outlet for me. I love doing that. I, I did the, I did the laughter yoga thing because I had an injury um, and I had come back from that. And I laughter yoga was one of the modalities that I learned to get some um, facial muscle back. I lost some facial muscle. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just loved it so much. And I decided to become an instructor and 
I did it. And then, you know, during the great pause, I was doing lots of little laughter yoga sessions for my members and my my network and having fun and breath work as well. And that's really creativity coming yeah. out within you and like helping people. I loved it. Ah, I love it. And I love the the ways there are so many unique ways to connect with others and yeah. finding ways that bring you joy, that share that joy with other people is a magical experience. And I love mm. hearing everyone's <laughs> different way of doing yeah. that. Yeah. Look, you know, I think I was younger and I used to think, oh, well, I'm not artistic and that's creative. And, you know, my art at school was a hot mess. You didn't want to say <laughs> what I was doing, but it's not, that wasn't my thing. Uh, but you know, I, what I really love to do is I love to, to build Lego houses. I know that sounds funny, but no. you know, I used to build these like in before Lego had prescriptive things that you did, you actually just got a whole pile of blocks and whatever, and you made whatever. And I used to make these massive houses and my parents were like, well, how did you do that? And you know, that is really creativity coming out. And I think that, you know, an expression uh, comes out in a different way. And, and and I always thought creative meant painting, singing, whatever, but mm-hmm. I realised that creating is stuff like that. It's, uh, I'm, I, I love being in the outdoors. You know, it's being outdoors. That's creative. You know, I love mm-hmm. just, hey, I'm a tree hugger. I, li- I literally am a tree hugger. <laughs> I love no, it. Crazy. Me too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's beautiful. And you know, there are so many ways that you can express yourself to the world and mm-hmm. the world wants it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love the Lego history and and I love the recognition of, oh, I actually am creative. I yeah. think so many people put these limits on themselves that they aren't creative for the things they do. I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying, oh, I'm not creative. And but they love to color code their calendar. And I was like, That's that is creative. <laughs> that is one of the most creative things. I know, and, right. Yeah. So well, the I, other thing I, that I do that's really creative, I think that I, I've realized over the last few years is a massive expression of creativity is I'm a very big meditator. I'm a, hmm. I'm a, an, an hour a day meditator. And, you know, creating that, energy is beautiful and i don't know if you know dr joe Dispenza. uh, if you've ever come across his work so i'm a big dr joe uh, meditator and you know it's creating the life that you want that is creativity in its Mm. purest form Mm -hmm. yeah imagination like imagination is the foundation of everything I know. Uh, who wants to, you know, imagination in the business world, we try and stamp down childlike behavior. And in, in laughter yoga, we say, look, you know, have be like, be childlike because they're unbridled in their expression of, of joy. But in the business world and the, the, the grown up world, we're trying to always stamp down, you know, behave in a certain way. But why? Like, just let it all go. Exactly. Well, in the business world, I imagine you come across challenges creative challenges what are some of the creative challenges you've come up against and then how do you navigate them yeah look I'm at the point in my life now where I have a lot of people that work on my team and Mm -hmm. for me it's actually really finding the right people for the roles Mm. and spending time to uh really hire the, the right people that can do the things that need to be done 
And I use this really cool tool called Sparker Types. Have you ever come across that before? No, but I'm tell rock, us. Tell I us am going to rock your world. <laughs> it is, it is uh, a, an amazing tool. It's by a guy called Jonathan Fields out of America. He's actually in your state in Colorado. Ah. He lives there. Yeah. And he's got an, um, his first book that he read was How to Live a Good Life. He wrote, I read it. <laughs> he wrote How to Live a Good Life. And I went, this guy is onto something. And he talks about the bucket system. I went, I really like you. And then he has a podcast called The Good Life Podcast. And, and I got onto that. And he has amazing guests. And I just really resonated with his style. He's very laid back. And, you know, Australians are laid back and, yeah. you know, cozy. And he's really great. And then he created this new way of looking at it's not not like a, a a personality test, but it's a way of looking at what lights you up in your life. And it's called Spark E-Type, S-P-A-R-K-E-T-Y-P-E-S. Mm-hmm. And he has this system where you go in and you fill in these questionnaires and there's hundreds of thousands of people who have done this. So the accuracy is really high. And what you get is a primary and a secondary Sparker type and an anti-Sparker type. So what it shows you in your anti-sparker type is the sort of stuff that doesn't make you happy, that drains you and drains your energy. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's organization. That is like not my thing. So I have a, you know, I hired an amazing operations manager for my business and she loves all that stuff. She is the polar opposite to me. She's like, get down to business. Let's get this done. Let's systemize things. And I'm like, where have you been all my life? And she's amazing. And so that, when I realized that drains me, I need to bring the right person in to do that so that my business can be more effective. It, it changed everything. Then you have your secondary sparker type, which is the thing that supports your lighting up sparker type. And so for me, the secondary is uh, sage, which is teaching. And I do a lot of training on stage. And then the primary sparker type, now you're going to be quite surprised by this, is a performer. So I love to perform. Like, but it doesn't have to mean actor. It can mean, you know, for yeah. me, I speak stage, I do keynotes, I do training, and I love to, to do that. So when you learn what lights you up, what supports lighting you up and what drags you down. You you can hire people for the right skill sets. Uh, so there's 10 of these sparker types. And then you understand how to address every role that you've got mm. to, to fill with the right person. But sometimes people are in roles that don't necessarily meet their sparker type. So you actually can massage the role to ensure that they're getting their needs met. Because even if you're a barista and you're a, performer like me you know you can be the barista that's the happy person that says hello to everyone but if you're the if your primary is the sage then you're the barista that teaches other people how to make amazing coffee if you're the organizer like i'm not then you're the person that makes sure the system works really well so the coffees get done quickly effectively and properly every time so no matter where you are on the sparker type you know you could actually bring that into your your current work and look for things in your role that will light you up. So mm-hmm. I use this tool all the time in the way I engage with people, mm-hmm. the way I hire people, the way I deal with problems. And I always think to myself, where's this person coming from? Mm, I so you love look it. it up. It's free to do the Sparker Type Assessment. You'll get a free Sparker Type Assessment. Look, I loved it so much. I went and became a Sparker Type Assessor. 
And I don't do it outside of my business, but for all of my team, I know how to use it to, because I've got 30 or 40 people on my team. I just make sure I support them the best way for them Mm -hmm. and understand what lights them up. And so how can I meet that need? Oh my goodness. It's the coolest thing. It's going to rock your world. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And how to like really recognize those creative challenges and creatively solve solve the problems and create a well-functioning usable collection of people that are all lit up well it doesn't tell you go be a doctor or a lawyer or a brick maker or or a baker but it tells you the sort of stuff that's going to fill you up yeah. And if we're doing stuff that fills us up and we're intentional about what we do, yeah. then, you know, it's a, we, the world's just a better place, right? It absolutely is. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so curious for you, like what's your earliest memory of being creative? Lego. Lego is the... Yeah. yeah, like really, I think when I was, before even I got to school, I was just making stuff with that all the time. Yeah. Nice. And so in your life today, how, like, what are the creative things that you only do for yourself that you don't share with other people? So, so now I, all I do laughter yoga is for me and yeah. uh, breath work is for me and meditation is for me. And I do, I do traditional asana yoga and I find that quite crea- a creative outlet. And I love doing that sort of stuff just for me because yeah. it grounds me and it meets my needs in a really healthy way. Nice. That's amazing. I'd love, to say, I'd love to say I paint or something like that, but you know, <laughs> you don't want to say that. But I do write. I write. I write books and I write articles, and that's creative. Yeah, and absolutely. No, I, I think it's it's so important that we have creative outlets that are just for our creative process that mm. fuel us, so we can show up on stage or teaching and share what we have to share with other people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when you work with people and speak with people and do keynotes, I imagine you come across people who do not believe they're creative, who don't think they have a creative bone in their body. How would you encourage others to find creativity in their lives? You know, I'm I'm going to probably change the language because I don't think we need to find creativity. I think we have creativity within us Mm -hmm. and I think our heart leads us to it. And I think what I would say is listen to your heart and feel into your heart. And when when you feel into your heart, you know, you just know, you know the outlet you need to take. So for people who may not know what that process of feeling into your heart is, <laughs> could you walk us through <laughs> what what it would be like to feel into your heart space, to have a knowing of what you need to do? Well, you know, we've all had an experience of knowing and you, you nail that you have a knowing. So you, sometimes we just feel that something is right for us, but often what happens in, in our current world we've got a whole lot of stuff going on for us we suppress our feelings because we don't feel that they're appropriate or we don't feel it's it's the right way to be in this situation or I can't do this because insert whatever excuse that you come up with because you know we we create a lot of bs excuses in our (laughs) lives 
but if you stop and the best thing to do, and I just encourage everyone to do this, just stop and breathe just for a minute. You know, in our current world, we don't do this. We just don't stop. You see people stopping for their coffee and they've got their phone going. They're always doing something. So the process that I just love to do, and I do this several times a day, is I just sit, I close my eyes, and I breathe in through my diaphragm Mm -hmm. just three times, just three Mm -hmm. diaphragmatic breaths, and it just plugs you in. And then you can feel where you're meant to go with the next move. And look, I'm I'm a middle-aged white business person that we've been cancelled a long time ago but you know I'm I I can feel where I'm supposed to to go and I I would say I'm successful in business and I think it's because I'm intuitive about where I need to go because I stop and I feel into my heart and you know we often don't talk about this in the business world is feel your feelings but feelings are what guides you that's what moves you forward Mm mm-hmm yeah pause put the port have a pause have a pause great (laughs) reminder we definitely (laughs) don't do it enough in society in our lives and how do you remind yourself to pause well I've been doing it for a long time but when I first started doing it uh mobile phones started having timers on them so I would put a timer on at I don't know what's going on with my computer is it can you hear that dinging away I did just hear that ding but that's fine but you know what that is? That's my computer telling me to stop. And pause. I have a, yeah, well, I have a thing on my computer saying if I've been on something for more than an hour, it pops up and says stop. So, But you can do that. So mobile phones, you can have your mobile phone set for, yeah. let's go for two hours to start off with. Just mm-hmm. And it, just say pause. And you just put your mobile phone down, put whatever you're doing down, put your hands on your lap, sit upright, close your eyes and just breathe in through your diaphragm. Just three minutes, three, three breaths. Mm-hmm. It's not even a minute. Like yeah. three breaths is about 50 seconds. If you do them slowly, your coworkers will go, is she okay? Is he okay? <laughs> but you know what? After a while that becomes innate and you just do it. So for me, I don't, need the reminders anymore I do this and you know my favorite thing is when I go and get a coffee or uh, if I'm going to the bathroom if I'm working or getting some water before I go and do that I just pause Mm. I do it lots yeah yeah it really offers that check-in with yourself we that on the go mentality that so many people have we're not paying attention to what is really happening for us and sounds like that pause does help help us we do and we wear this badge of busyness like an honor it is not busy is i'm I'm currently writing a book called busting the busy myth about busyness is just crazy (laughs) and you know we don't need don't wear it as a badge of honor we really need to stop and pause and give ourselves space because that's the way we get stuff done. Yeah, exactly. And that's the way creativity shows up even more in our lives. Yeah, because if you suppress creativity all the time, it's just going to sort of sit in the back of your head and then you start feeling agitated that you're not actually getting it done, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Well, this 
has been such a treat to <laughs> chat with you. I have one last question. Yeah. What does it feel like in your body to be creative? Heart, my heart. I just when I feel my heart open and I feel a sense of ease, I absolutely know that I'm in a creative space and I know that that's the place where I can do stuff. Mm. I love it. That's amazing. And <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah. thank you for sharing. And if people want to learn more about the things that you do, where they can find your books, where could they go about doing that? Well, the beauty of having a name like Braith Bamkin is you can own that website. So the easiest place is braithbamkin.com. Jump on there. And I've got buckets of free stuff that they can do and you know, just hang out with me and read what I, I put out there. I do some good stuff. I do I love it. Podcast and you can see your podcast on there once it's done. I'll share that. And yeah, I, I just love sharing stuff with people. So lots, lots of free stuff on there. Perfect. Well, I will put those links in show notes so people have easy access. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> Mario, delight. listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your reviews, comments, and questions. Check out our website, sustainingcreativity.com, for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching. Tune in Tuesdays for our next episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.